Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Now this recording studio is is basically my Millennium Falcon. Mm. Yeah. Every, before every show, I'm like, "Come on, baby, hold together." Right? What a it's, piece of junk. <laughs> my my car has gotten that way. I have to uh, I have to punch the uh, um, I have to punch the shifter to get the light to come on, so I can see where the uh, wait. You have to punch the shifter to get what light to come the, on? The light on the shifter. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking headlights. I'm no, like, how's that work? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm I'm too young for this conversation. What's a shifter? <laughs> Your car's got a shifter. What's a shifter? The thing you shift the gears in. Gear shift? Oh, the gear shift. Okay. <laughs> shifter. I was, I was like, I, like I, want, I want to help you out a little bit. Jeez. I'm like, nobody's ever called that a shifter before? No. Wow. Yeah. That's, maybe, that's, it's, maybe it's okay. a doing one thing. I don't know. Th- that oh, and oh, the fact that. No, we, that's what we called it in, in Kansas. Oh, okay, there, there go. we go. It must be a country thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Although I would watch both a horror movie and a porn called Shifter. And my gear shift doesn't have a light on it, so I couldn't even punch it anyway. My gear shift is on the floor of the car, basically, and so you need a light down there. Uh-huh, you see? Yeah, It's on the Go floor ahead. of the car? It's down here. That's I mean, not the floor. The that's center the, console. Center console, yeah. Okay. The floor's <laughs> by your feet. Yeah. Okay, see? It's not me. It's not me. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 484. I am Master Torgo. It is Jeff. Commander K. Fact checked, Andy. And Maple Leaf Matt will be joining us uh, very, very soon, but we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah. Like, likely goddamn Fuck story. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, he may not show up at all. This driving here just goes, Fuck it. Yeah. It's a Maple Leaf thing. Yeah. When you said the board is like your Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. I, I, I got this wonderful image of sometime when we have Celestia on as a guest, I want her to point to the board and be like, you record on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Except that she's she's actually too far too nice to actually do that. Oh no, she isn't. No, she isn't. Oh, okay. No. All right, all right. Oops, sorry, I misjudged you, no. Celestia. No, it made the podcast run in twelve parsecs. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> what a piece of junk. <laughs> That's funny. It's got where it counts. Yep. <laughs> Jeff, I want to thank you so much for running the show last oh, week. Good well job. done, Jeff. My very, pleasure. Not my happy, Todd. Happy listening to that episode. Yes, you're apparently people's favorite Todd substitute. Congratulations. Say it right. I'm their favorite Toddy sub. Substa Todd. Substa Todd. Which I love that phrase. Yeah. I did too. That was as I said, I'm flattered. But uh, and thank you, Shock Monkeys, for your indulgence uh, last week. I did have a bit of a family emergency, so so thank you for for allowing Jeff to take over for that run. Mm. So, gentlemen, yeah, well, I have to ask because everyone here has everyone here seen Shazam? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. I guess I should ask when Matt's here too. Fuck right. him. All right. He didn't see it last week, which is why I waited. Yeah, got it. So, and well, I also felt did, like did it you would see be... it? No, uh, with everything oh. going on, I haven't had any time, but. It's it's past that time. We'll discuss Shazam at the end of the show. Full All right. spoilers. All right. So, but we'll warn everybody in case you haven't seen Shazam out there. That uh, you that way you could uh, watch it and then join us once you have seen it. I'm guessing we're not going to do the same thing for Hellboy. No, <laughs> I, I I could not. I I thought oh. about doing it this weekend, but I just could not bring myself to go see Hellboy. I'm heartbroken. I mean, I haven't had a chance to go out and see it. 
but just reading the numbers and everything, yeah. I'm just terribly sad. Yeah. Well, sad I'm sorry. Did I go into down mode there? Yeah, Todd? you did. Okay. <laughs> and the sad thing is, like the the talent involved in the film, it seems like it should have been a hit, but yeah, I'm gonna st- watch I, it still because I it could be just a matter of people's expectations were high after Perlman, but. I don't know. I'm I I want to see it and yeah. I want to see it on the big screen. It's not like I'm I'm uh opting out, but I just I Do you think sometimes it's... it just slip out like 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 uh Wego 2 skip right past us we just we but we when to go to Lego 2 Lego movie Lego movie 2. We I mean we we had the your guys Blu-ray, we watched that. I enjoyed it. We were all set and and then uh we just missed it, but yeah. now it's at well, the. Uh, lucky for you, it's at the Tropicana right Cinema. At, exactly where I was going with that. Oh, I don't know, man. Four fifty for yeah. a movie? It's not four fifty now. It's five fifty. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> what is that actually? Um, I will tell you in just a second. Okay. Well, for being a fan, uh, for being a fan of horror, I am not really into Hellboy. Well, I've I've tried reading the comics; they didn't speak to me. The movies, as much as I love Guillermo del Toro and I think his vision is amazing, didn't do all that much for me. I never really connected to them. Hmm. So I know that's it's. I'm sure there's people out there like Hellboy is Dud's fucking jam, but they never spoke to me. I think it's just it, they did speak to me. I think it's they just did. too much yeah. of a cult status comic that it's just not mainstream enough to attract. Maybe a, a a average audience. I mean, they're trying really hard to make Hellboy of movie right. thing, but it's yeah. But even that first movie there's just did of, okay. There's a yeah. ton of animation out there too on it. They've sure, in fact, in fact, I have I've I've read a Hellboy novel. I've I've, I've given it its due yeah. diligence. It's not your not your cuppa. Yeah, right. and it's it's it my cuppa. Disappointing too, because I love what Magnolia does in bringing in traditional folk ghost stories supernatural tales and everything into his milieu you know it it's it's i mean he <clears throat> invents a lot of stuff but so much of it is inspired and drawn from traditional horror stuff that it's it's actually i really like that about it i really like that i can certainly appreciate that and i also have to admit that part of my dislike for the original hellboy comics is i'm not a big fan of the art style Oh, oh, I love the art style. What? I know. See, that's it. I, I realize yeah. that. What? When it comes to comics, that's just not a style. Anyway. All right, Torgo. Oh, wow. I need your gun, your badge, <laughs> and your geek card. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have it. Man, dude. Um, and look at the shirt he's wearing. He, I mean. Yeah, it's very, it's very hellboyish. Oh, you know. It's a Cthulhu shirt. Jeff, Plus, how do you Noah fucking style? put up with this shit? Magnolia style. Thick, thick, and very thick and very thin one. It's stained glass. I know. Oh, his work is like stained glass. Right. His work is stained. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, yeah, did you have the Fafra and the Grey Mouser he did? Oh, oh hell yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That was that was good. That was good. That that was before you guys were like adults. Yeah. No. Uh I remember those days, what, four or five days ago? <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, what did other geeky things do this week? We uh, watched, watched all- Black Summer. What he said. You watched Black Summer. Tell me about Black Summer. Oof. It's the vampire. sea vampire. It's a zombie movie that, that Walking Dead wishes it was. Yeah, really. <laughs> now, it is a movie, not a TV show. 
It's a TV show. It's a uh, one Netflix. season. Yeah. Okay, so it is a TV show. Yeah, yeah. not the movie that. Okay, yeah. it's a Netflix. It's uh, eight episodes. Something man, we poured we poured through it so fast. Eight episodes. Yeah. Something like that, and and uh, when when they were over, like, when's the next season? Yeah, what's they up? actually they actually did a nice. I mean, it's not a huge cliffhanger, but it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a. Oh look, this is gonna. Okay, it's over. Yeah, and you know, you're like, ah, oh. you will love it because anybody can die at any moment, pretty much. I do yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, what does Black Summer do right that Walking Dead does wrong? Um, it never stops. Yeah, it's it's it never very, slows down. It's very sh- uh, Schneider. It's very Schneider's Dawn of the Dead. Okay, it's very. It's got that. It's constantly ramping the tension. You know how like the like uh, Dawn of the Dead began. It's really kind of like that almost throughout. Huh. You have brief let ups. They do establish some character and stuff. Right. There was a Tarantino West conversation in a car where they're just talking, having this happy conversation, and the whole time you're waiting for this other car that's been chasing them to come out of nowhere and slam into them. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> and it, it's the it does a nice job of keeping some tension up. Yeah, so. And it it's really funny because it sets up kind of kind of Walking Dead ish with some character stuff, um, and you know how Walking Dead is really the monsters are actually the survivors, not yes. the zombies, and and it kind of goes in that direction. Uh, and Andy had warned me. He said, "Yeah, I heard on Facebook that the first ten minutes are really really crappy, and then it then it takes off." And Andy and I were sitting there in that first ten minutes, like, "All right, what's going to happen?" What's yeah. going to happen? Whoever said that on Facebook was wrongly wrong wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, N- nothing, nothing bit anybody in the first ten minutes. That's all. Yeah, was oh, that yeah. what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did something. Like ten setup. minutes of incredible setup and tension. Yeah, very tense, very tense. So it does that really, really nicely. Really, really nicely. Yeah, nice. I'm on board. This sounds great. Oh yeah, and it's and like I said, it's only eight episodes. Yeah. So you'll like us. We plowed through it basically two nights, didn't we? Yeah, 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 we just we knocked out three and five or five and three. We did something yes, like that. Like that. All right. Yeah. And what else did you do this week, gentlemen? I uh, I watched uh, the uh, over the last two weeks. I've watched the whole Eccleston run on uh, on Doctor Who. I'm sort of working my way back through those so I can catch up with the new Doctor. Yawn. You got. It. <laughs> Guess who's here? Guess who's here? Uh, <laughs> Guess who was here? Yeah. Let me guess. When you were finishing the final episode and you had to leave the house to go do you your husking, you said, "I don't want to go." The armchairs. One. What? No. Oh, that's oh, the one oh, he's I've always taken. Oh, no wonder it felt weird to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it felt weird to me too. I'm like, I've got the that's wrong. That's so funny. I've got uh, the wrong chair. I hate this chair. Bear switch chairs now. <laughs> nah, <laughs> show, show, the show's going. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's too late now. That's, I always have arms. <laughs> So you were saying before the Canadian wind uh, walked us off, Jeff? <laughs> what? So you were saying something about, something about, about who? when it ended something? I said if when you were watching the final episode and then you had to leave the house to go busking, did you say you didn't want to go? Right. Yes. No, it's Eccleston. That's not the, that's um, I know. Yeah. No, he, he he did what he usually does. He's like <laughs> you were funny. I was but I, So was I. Yeah. I was trying to I was trying to make a joke and the two of you just walked all over me while Whoa, I was doing it. So that I just, never oh, fucking happened. So oh, I just let it be. So oh, you didn't need to to oh. bring it back up. And I don't know. Walkover is kind of generous. No. And Andy, so, he's like a 
a horse that just sort of lies down on traps the rider and then just keeps rolling and mm. and just still wait for his elephants. Slow, never wanted to fuck you before. Grizzly. I'm sorry. Death. Line from True Grit. Yeah. <laughs> the horse falls on him and he's like he's trapped on the horse. Goes. I never wanted to be able to fuck you before. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt, how you been? Matt, doing all right. <laughs> It was a long day today. Yeah. yeah. Happy yeah, you're here, day. though, right? Oh, yeah. Happy. <laughs> Happy. I don't know. I, I think I pissed off Jeff or something. Oh, it's the anti fire. Yeah. I don't know. You just said I like destroyed your joke, and I just looked over. I, and, I did say the two I, of you, so the blame is equally Andy, shared. 40% me? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math right now. All right. You know, it's it's been a while since I've been on the show, so... Uh, of course, been a lot of things going on. I haven't had a lot of chance to do a little geeky things, but it, it couldn't be me involved in the show without bringing up Warhammer in some way. So, Matt, I got a question from Jacob, the farmer guy on Twitter. He wanted okay. me to ask specifically to you. Uh, he wants you to go over your army list real quick. Oh, uh, I can't at the moment. Why not? Because I haven't made it yet. Oh, well, there you oh. go. Yeah. There you go, farmer guy. He's but got, I, he's but got I do have the pieces for my army. It's just I'm really busy working. Recently, it's a working man. Yeah, working hard, saving lives, saving lives, yeah. taking names. Today I had fifty-two patients. Wow, oh, wow, fifty-two. Yeah, it's yeah, a, a whole lot, deck. A lot of people called out or didn't show. You had fifty-two patients you were taking care of. Yes. Now, is that? Did you just keep switching the catheters and the IVs? A no. one hundred patient uh, scale or sixty <laughs> patient scale? Fifty-two out of no, no, fifty-two. Uh, I had two wings I had to look after today. But wow, it seems wings. it seems people don't want to take care of people anymore. Oh, no. Wow. No. In other words, plenty of work opportunities mm-hmm. for Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> well, the medical field is booming. Yeah. Kirsten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait till the insurance industry collapse. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it probably wow. doesn't help that we have some of the worst doctors in the United States here in Nevada. Yes, that is true. I, I don't yeah. know why that is. Considering that they tend to make some of the most money out of the United, the fifty states here in in Vegas, but hey, who am I to judge, right? We're the island in the desert. No yeah. one wants to come here except for sordid purposes. Yes. Well, um, were you, I'm sorry. Were you still? Yeah, Warhammering. Warhammer, Warhammer, no, Warhammer. Was, well, for the Emperor. Well, it was it was for Matt. And it, right. It, uh, and, and, and shot and, it down. And he he. Some might say exterminated it. Didn't ask about my goddamn list. You want to know your list? Yeah. No, oh. it, I'm, I was trying to figure out where You've we are about in your thing though. here because. But I will be playing Adeptus Mechanicus. That's official. Okay. okay. So it's in a, a for, It's a part of the Imperium. Against your stupid sickly, <laughs> Nurgle bastards. Nurgle, pus, I'll take it. Pus, pus coming out of pus, every pus pirates. Yeah, pus pirates. Yeah, I would not watch that show. <laughs> yes, Dude, yes, you would. I'd make you. Jesus, you know every How time you, I hear. Wait, 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 wait. Andy said he would not watch a show called Pus Pirates. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're probably right. <laughs> you, you think? Yeah. <laughs> How was your Necrons coming along? Oh, back goddamn burner. The Necrons is the the afterthought. He's not getting paid for those. Yeah. Oh yeah, how is that coming along? Well, I finally got a little bit of time to paint this week, so I've I've four of them are just plain finished. Four are done. So I figured at this point, it takes me about an hour and a half to do each guy. So that's where All we're right. at. There's okay. some math for you. That's good. Yeah. So now the timing is down. So I, I just got a text from uh, Celestia telling me I had to tell you got the DC deck building games. That she got the DC deck building. Well, game? we've been playing. I'm playing. I play with her and Rob and. Uh, 
uh, her brother's in town from Virginia this okay. week. Does she so, still? Does she like the original? The original is still the, the original. Best. Yeah, we yeah. played the original. So although they have the uh, Rick and Morty ones, which are good too. Okay. Um, so yeah, we went out and did the uh, lava tubes, and we came back and through the the uh, um, saw the alien jerky store and all that. So that's, that's where I came from. But then we got home and taught him how to play DC deck building, or rather, since he's a patent lawyer. He grabbed the rules and read them cover to cover. Oh. <laughs> and and found a couple loopholes that we had not thought of before. Oh. And he was like, oh, I'll be using that. Um, but uh, I've, I've played a couple games in the last two weeks. And in two successive games, both Rob and I ended the game with a hand with three suicide squads in our hand. Okay. If you play three suicide squads, there's no defense. Everybody has to discard their hand. We had that in our hand, but the game ended. Both of us had that once. And then goddamn Celestia got us with that. She actually got it, played the three Suicide Squads on us, and made us all discard our hands. You know, that, so there was nine? Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple. There's six altogether. Yeah. But that's it's not a good strategy to go for that, because I never, ever... She found a way to do it. Oh. She yeah. found a way oh, to yeah. do it. How so? Hell of a good game. I'm not telling you. I'm going to play you. I'll play it on you. No, I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> He's got some new strategies for you. See, he does it. I'm going to say he's cheating because you got to watch this guy when you play DC deck building. He draw. He he's he's the kind of guy that his strategy is draw as many cards as possible, like flash cards, um, kid flash cards, which is draw. And he's it's like an Andy turn takes like ten minutes. The rest of us are done like two. <laughs> oh, I know uh, this. Yeah. That goes for any game, though. Yeah. I did find a little time to play Kingdom Hearts 3 this week. Uh, if you can call it that. Now, I, I've I've played a little bit of Kingdom Hearts in the past. I've played part one, probably halfway through. And that's all I've done. I haven't played any of the other ones, but now that 3's out, it's like, oh, it's on a new console, and, and here's, here's the modern way of playing it. It's figured out some of the stuff in the earlier games that wasn't so fun. Uh, uh, <coughs> water level. So... I put in Kingdom Hearts 3, and then there's a, a section on the main screen that is, like, memories, because, you know, it's Kingdom Hearts, and it has that Final Fantasiness about it. But with Disney characters? Right. Okay. So, so it combines, uh-huh. it's a smashing up of the two. So it, it likes to be really cu- weirdly esoteric in a genteel way. Anyway, you can choose these memories, and it will bring you up to speed on the storyline so far. And it's cut; it's done in like five different videos. And I watched the first one. I'm like, okay, great, that's where that was. And then I started the second one, and my brain broke. What? I have no idea what is happening in the Kingdom Hearts story. I don't think At the story all. knows what's happening with it. It it seems to involve clones and people taking out their hearts, which is basically the game's version of souls and putting them in other bodies and possessing. And then the, the big bad guy created this other body to, and, and tricked everybody into thinking this. And the one this girl who was everybody was their friend turns out to be the bad guy, but she redeemed herself with the good guy. It's very Final Fantasy esque. If you've played any later Final Fantasy games, those. Stories are banana pants. I can't play Final Fantasy anymore because my brain just sinks into a puddle of slime and viscera. And apparently, Kingdom Hearts is that way too. So the only Final Fantasy I really enjoy is Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, but that's Those in the are, gameplay yeah. itself. Yeah. So I, tr- I soldiered on, and I will say, 
Kingdom Hearts 3, you don't really need that big story bust in your face. It's all in the little vignettes. It's You go to Toy Story Land, and you play five hours in there and play its story. You beat up the bad guys, and then it tells a part of the larger story that I fall asleep in. And then you go to the next world, Rapunzel Land, and you play in Rapunzel Land, and you do that for a little while. That part of the game is great, but I am not about to put my brain around what Kingdom Hearts 3 is trying to say in a story. But then again, I haven't done that in Final Fantasy in a while, too. In fact, I don't even know how many of these characters in Final Fantasy anymore versus these are just Kingdom Hearts characters. I don't know. I just want to play in little Disneylands. So that part of it's fun. And beating up these things called the Heartless. The, the, it looks great. The game looks amazing. Uh, the voice overworks a little off. A little bit. Uh, whoever they got doing Mickey... Barry is not <laughs> Barry would do a better Mickey than yeah, whoever you know, this was. Yeah. True. Hello, <laughs> Minnie. How are you? It's just weird because you, you can you 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 know what Mickey's voice sounds like that ha ha high pitched and then yeah. but whoever is doing the voiceover work for this Mickey oh you <laughs> you can hear their underlying actual voice in it and it it's just hard to come to grips with for a long time the official mickey and minnie voice have been a married couple yeah yeah I, they weren't married at first they both cast as mickey and minnie and then started dating and married and, and jeff put out the theory that's well you know mickey is now talking about a lot of exposition and he's talking about some dark and dour things oh, yeah. about, about switching bodies and, and lost souls up. and that was a better one than it's in the game wow holy crap but i don't, but I don't think that <laughs> is even it it's it, it, it just seems like a half-assed voiceover job. We're going fast-assed, half-assed, fast-assed, fast-assed. Okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. So what do you do in Kingdom Hearts? Do you, like, shoot things? Do you attack things? <laughs> you got key swords, man. It is an That's all I know. It's an action RPG. So un unlike Final Fantasy, where you, you choose what you do in the turn for each one of your characters, and you press go, and everybody does their thing in turn, and you beat the thing, or you don't, it goes another turn. Right. This one, it's action. So it's you're, you're jumping and attacking and hitting things over and over again until they die, and they're doing the same to you. With a lot of JRPG elements to it. Uh, uh. I finally, I, I use my inside person for... Uh, uh, anime and 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 J Japanimation uh, information to to give me a sort of rundown what JRPG is and apparently it's pretty tough to describe. It is. Uh, Say because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Give it a shot. Well, for example, one oh. big thing in all of Japanese role playing games is that the big thing that you can launch as a character is a summon of some sort where you summon some massive god or massive mythological creature to punch your enemies really hard and then it goes away and it takes a lot of things to get it going so you have to work really hard to make it happen but oh it's neat and fun to watch when you do it in this one instead of summoning some great creature it's you like are summoning you are summoning a ride from Disneyland Oh my god! <laughs> so it might take the form of you're now in the teacups and they're spinning and beating people up, or you are in a giant rocking pirate ship that is 
going back and forth, or in a river rapids run in one of those big inner tube things. And oh. yeah, see, if I could have been like Robin Hood and run around with a sword and shooting a bow and arrow, uh, then then I'd be like, I, I I'd be interested in this game. I don't think they've had Robin Hood and all the. Of course not, choices. because he'd be cool. I mean, uh, it's either I guess Peter two, Pan. According can to, I fly around with a sword and fight things? Did they do Peter Pan? Oh, for fuck's sake! I don't know. They did Pinocchio. Oh, that was good. In the first. So one. you could lie and then stab people. I got no strings to hold me down, or whatever the no, words. Please, please keep going. Are. I'm going <laughs> down, down. <laughs> And then you lie and you carrying a laser. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> carry a laser down the road. You I remember what the first one also had? What Tarzan? <laughs> it had Alice in Wonderland, and it was a really neat concept in that first one to go. Oh my God, I'm going on these little Disney adventures. Oh, and your uh, companions are Donald and Goofy. Ah, uh, so they're geez. they're always. But Donald working. doesn't have a sword. No, he has a lance. Oh. Now, Lance slash Magical Wand, and Goofy has a shield. Gotcha. Well, that's something. Maybe... Uh... And you have what's called a keyblade, which is a sword, which is really just a big key. Right, yeah. It has no... I was looking for the Donald Duck keyblade, because I have friends who like Donald Duck and like yeah. you know, Disney stuff, and I and couldn't find it. That's so because... there's a Lance. That's because Donald doesn't have a keyblade. He has a Lance. Okay. Could it be one of the Rhino Guardsmen from Robin Hood? You're going to have to There's no Robin Hood, man. Although part two has Tron. <laughs> oh. There we go. Okay. So. Light cycle. I, right no, angle turn. No, it's just the, it's I just doubt the, it. This is the MCP cone at the end. We're just throwing stuff at a cone. Well, okay. So, so it's fun enough to keep playing, but I have no idea what the fuck is going on in this game. But. It's fun to play in the Toy Story Land, so I keep playing. Actually, it almost sounds like a game that would appeal to me because I don't care about these stories. But they make you watch them. No, what? Can you can you cut through the? Can you skip? Yeah, through you the, can skip oh, through. Oh, never mind. Yeah, you could just can. go to YouTube and you can basically watch don't, videos. Don't. Of, That's the part he doesn't do want to watch. Do it. Of all of the cutscenes without the the gameplay. That's if the you, opposite of fun. <laughs> I'm not well, saying I'm sure he, he asked if you sure could. I'm like playing if, Kingdom Hearts on Twitch. I'm not saying you should do it, Todd. I'm saying Andy should do so it. So you no, would like? No, like, I shouldn't. You would like like a Korean MMO or something? Just something grindy. You're attacking what? shit over and over and grindy. over again. Grindy. I just. Well, you know, you just want to hit shit. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that, you know, that's all you do in a Korean MMO. Oh well, God bless those guys. <laughs> Although Warcraft, ugh. I'm not bringing it to Warcraft. I'm just saying that that's. That got grindy. I just... <laughs> you have no idea. I know. <laughs> no, he has and an I idea. Just, and I just... I, 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 it's actually not know? very grindy at all. They've dumbed it down big time, but... He played, yeah. he for played this it. Old, huh? you know, he but played for, it. But for the people they dumbed it down for... It's pretty grindy. kind of grindy. <laughs> you know? Oh, go over here and kill. Okay. Go over here. Well, when can I play with my friends? When you're good enough. Go over here and kill. <laughs> That's not... Okay. <laughs> you can... Go collect some arrows. Okay, I got the arrows. When can I play with my friends? You're not good enough. Go over here and kill. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got killed by the stable guy. Well, resurrecting. Oh, I got killed by the stable guy again. Resurrecting. 
Oh, I got killed by the stable. Okay, when can on. I so play with my friend? Are you resurrecting right on your body? Because I think you are. You yeah, can yeah. resurrect away. Yeah, I finally... I, actually, <laughs> you told me. Yes. And I went back into play. And I think the computer was like, all right, fuck this. And it re- force resurrected me far away so that I was safe. <laughs> you know, all the issues that he's having is exactly the reason I stopped playing City of Heroes, too, way back in the day. There you go. Because oh, City of Heroes. If you because you had, the, the only time I could go on missions is if I was um, uh, paired up with somebody with a higher level. Like, they had to, uh, I forget what it was called. Uh, you're a noob. Yeah, you group up, and then it b- yeah. boosts you up a little bit. So, yeah, exactly. And the people that we kept going up against were way too fucking high. So... Of course, they target the weakest person in the group, which, hello, me, and... Uh, <laughs> Just like life, yeah. huh? Yeah, I always felt bad. <laughs> Back in the days of Trek, mm-hmm. Rawl bought me City of Heroes yeah. to get me to play, and I never loaded it up. Yeah, he uh, he and I used to play a lot, and it was really frustrating because I had to... I would literally grind. I would I would spend a couple of days grinding, not doing any like actual um, mission that were above my uh, level so that I could try to get high enough that when I got partnered up with Rawl and his crew that I wouldn't just fucking die. But it seemed like no matter how hard I tried, I just was not leveling up fast enough. And it all sounds like the opposite of fun to me. Well, I was going to say, yeah. And That's the Catch-22 was... Well, the, you're, you look at... You call NetHack punctuation game. It the, is a punctuation game. The Catch-22 is the fastest way to level up was to go on those missions with them, you know, port, partnered up. See, what, sidekick, that's what they call it. I had to sidekick with uh, with them so that I could level up because otherwise I was just leveling up way too slow and it just got to the point where I'm just like, this isn't any fun. Yeah, I literally Sounds am like no from the not enjoying me. this anymore. Yeah, but you get to max level, okay? Then you can start enjoying the game, okay? Yeah. See, in World level. of Warcraft, okay? And wow. And how, and and how wow. many years... Of playing, do you have to do before you get to max level? Depends. How many? Uh, how many years like, do you have to invest in like, this game? Let, let like me ask two you this: weeks, not even, ask, not years. Let me ask you this on, first. Jeff. I call it's not. It's not. You're, you're telling me that I played for years to get to max level? What? No, it's like a week. Let, let me ask you this, Jeff. This will answer. Do you have a job? Yes. Uh, then you can't max level. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. As, as, I seem to manage it. As, as Jerry Thompson told his roommate, who played World of Warcraft every day for a year, the minute he got home, was play. He finally turned to him and said, you know you can level up in real life, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just I have too many other things that I like to do. It's it's enough of a juggle right now trying to get through everything. Yeah, Jeff that, has that all I those have. minis he has to paint. Right. <laughs> Did you see? Okay, so who was NCSoft, right? That owned, Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Did you see that story? It was like last week or this week. Someone had a private server of City of Heroes. Still going? Yeah. Whoa. But it was only him, and people are all mad because he put it on YouTube, and they're like, "Why would you keep this from us?" Because people love that game, oh, apparently. Yeah, people huge fans <laughs> I never of played that it, game. So yeah, when it shut down, people were sad. It was a superhero MMO. Yeah, yes. 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 yeah. but you can like make your own. Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, hey, it it sounds great. Yeah, I design your own hero, go around heroing. You know, it, see, if I had played that game, I, I'd just be playing the Juggernaut. <laughs> Would have designed the juggernaut, and that's just it. Like. They were able to keep everything just far enough away that you could make a Wolverine, but it wouldn't. You couldn't make Wolverine. Yeah. So make the pool noodle Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Pool noodle. Hmm. Now I also 
watched the first episode of Discovery Season 2, but I know somebody who watched it all. Yes. What'd I think, watched Jeff? it all, I watched too. the whole thing. I, I, actually, I really enjoyed this season. I really did. Uh, I can actually talk about it because I also watched it. Absolutely. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, did you watch Shazam? I have not. Yeah. Good. Fuck you. We're going to do spoiler talk at the end That's of this fine. episode. Go uh, ahead. It's all right. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just really Ignore did. this fucker. I, I thought it really brought in some of the best moments, the best Trekish moments of throughout the, the 50 plus years of history. There was a lot of little Easter eggs in this season. They brought back a lot of little uh, storylines that you may have heard of in the other series, yet still treating it respectfully. Mm-hmm. I hesitate to say too much more for anybody. That's, oh my god! That's uh, yeah. Don't spoil it. Yeah, because because the the season finale was just this last Thursday. Yeah, so. and let's get this out here now. Don't spoil Discovery. Don't spoil Game of Thrones. Don't spoil friggin' Marvel Endgame. Anybody does yeah. that, will will we will, won't like you. We'll be angry at you. <laughs> What's fascinating to me though is I'm they, so intimidated right now. They renewed <laughs> Discovery like the week it aired, like the week it premiered. Like, or the week after it premiered. so After they saw the jump in numbers. Yeah, the, their numbers like went through the roof, so they renewed it like immediately. And I got to the final episode of this season, and I'm like, how the fuck are they going to do a season three now? I'll because it really felt like this is it, we're done, period, close-up shop. It oh, just, there, was a, there was a certain amount of finality that it felt like with that final episode i mean it was a, it was a pleasant episode i enjoyed it at the same time i'm like how are they gonna do a season three now i don't know interesting yeah and that's all i'm gonna say about it but I'll t- yeah i'll tell you what i have two theories on that uh-huh. how they're going to continue on it's either going to be uss relativity okay. coming back to fix everything or the borg mm. that's my theory maybe I don't know. I I'm, don't leaning, know. I'm leaning towards relativity. I don't know what either of those would mean, but I'm already intrigued. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I do have to and say... And also, that doesn't feel spoilery. That's good. Yeah, like Well that. done. Yeah. I do have to say... I, I thought about really, it, Andy, Just for you. Thank you. Sorry. Really man. enjoy... Very Canadian. Ignore this fucker. ...how the show is shot. Like, there's It's like some Battlestar Galactica. Like, oh, my God. Crazy, <laughs> twisting camera moves. Yeah, it's like Battlestar Galactica. And there are certain scenes where the camera never stops moving, and I'm just like... Well, that's also the new philosophy in TV. But, I mean, just... Uh, some of them, like, ready room scenes or whatever. Yeah. In the, re- the camera's going around. I'm like, that. you can stop that. It's like going around the whole thing while the guy's talking. The camera swooping into and out of the ship. The camera coming in upside down into what would be the relative top of the ship and then flipping over but doing it in a really cool interesting way and then the cg on this series is outstanding i mean there there are scenes where you outright forget that it's cg i would easily just based on the first episode and of course the last season i would argue that star trek discovery is the most cinematic star trek show movie ever yeah it's very, very. Similar. It outmovies the movies. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I think you're, you're onto something there. I really like Pike. Yes. Oh my God. The fact that Anson Mount just killed that, and uh, I know that the fans were doing a uh, a whole uh, petition to to Paramount or excuse me to CBS to try to get them to do a Captain Pike series. You know what's? And he was just just so flattered by it. He said, "I would love to do it." Um, thank you to my Trek family for he, he uses for, God for its goddamn charm. In that yeah, first he is episode. great. Yeah. He is great. 
and it, it it's so weird because it's something it I've seen it a few times and I'm not I don't want to accuse anybody of pandering but it's really it's really weird interesting that they they're working to be diverse and you've got a black female lead you've got openly gay characters in relationships you're describing that you have characters who don't confirm to hollywood body type. i was just gonna say yeah you know ensign tilly is not your archetypal right i mean right you're putting a plus size character into a show and making it normal yeah i and mean then, it just but it's, yeah, the way their writing is running. Yes, their most interesting, compelling, coolest character Tilly. is the straight white dude. Oh, you mean Pike? Pike? Yeah. I I wouldn't say he was the most interesting, compelling character of the whole season. I thought he was interesting and com- and compelling. I don't think he was the most of that season. Um, I thought. Bringing Spock in was a was a bold and risky choice. I've gotten, but it went well. I've gotten just into that, so I have. I've already liked what I've well, seen of the guy. Though. Yeah, that's and all I'm going like, to say about it. I am jo- enjoying whoever the uh, I'm. I'm spacing on the name, but uh, we've seen him in a bunch of things. Uh, Sarek, who's playing Sarek. Oh yeah, I know. like. I yeah. like. Well, I like what he's doing, but. Um, I don't know. I, I just felt like, for me, seeing the whole like season... Tilly, though. I will agree with you. The way that they spread out how each of the cast kind of got highlighted in various episodes, that it felt very spread out. I don't think that any one person stole the show. And that's just my opinion well, on it. Well, that's, that's one of the things I respect about Discovery, because at least it's an ensemble that honors being an ensemble, right. as opposed to... The big three. You, you get the you get the token gesture. Uh, this season's episode for Joe Bob, you know, will will be this oh, one yes. episode. Instant Joe Bob. Yeah. Captain. Captain. Do I still have to wear this red shirt? You might as well take it off. It's not fucking working. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know. So I mean, some modifications are just now. I, yeah, exactly. Just sleeveless red no shirt. sleeves. <laughs> no sleeveless red shirt. I got the right to bare got arms. Some di- dilithium <laughs> rolled up in one sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. But I mean, I'm still and 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 keep in mind, I you know I don't want to Actually, anyone you know to what? think I'm going off on an anti-SJW, oh my God, There's be that, woke, go broke nonsense. Right. I'm not. It's just that, uh, I, I don't know if if, if if the idea of Pike is compelling, if Mount is just so goddamn good, but they really do seem to be throwing him a lot of meat. And and um, I like what's, what the hell is her name? I, I keep... I keep going Todd on her name, so I don't even bother trying the it. The star? Yeah. Michael Burnham, the character? Right. The, the actress playing Michael Sonequa Burnham. Martin I like Green. her. But, hmm? Sonequa Martin-Green. There, thank you. Sonequa Martin-Green. Martin-Green. Bing, bing, bing. Jesus Christ. Sonequa <laughs> Martin-Green. Wow. wow. Andy out pronounced you. That's and okay. I've never heard the name before. That's okay. It's it's not going to last. I've never heard him slow down like that before. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was expecting... You're lucky. I mean, usually it's like, what'd you say? I said it the same way I said it before. What? 
I just want to say it's it the same way I said Nardle's it before. Hard to house with all these marbles in the Dude, mouth. I'm not hearing you. You have to slow down <laughs> and say it. I'm going to say it the same way I said it before. He does have a little mush mouth from the Cosby kids. <clears throat> well, it's just going on sometimes. Hey, be there. I have a. I I've had other friends who are like that. They'll say something and I'll be like, "What's that?" And they say it the exact same way. <laughs> And then I'm like, I can't hear you. And it's like, Get well, the then fucking you're going out of here, then. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, okay, let's take a moment and look at this situation. Who can alter the circumstances to make communication possible? The person who isn't hearing or the person who isn't speaking very loud? Let's all take a moment and think about this. Neither. Yeah. <laughs> Socialism. Old K yells at Cloud. Anyway, so uh, I, I, I like the show overall anyway, and I like what they're doing, but it's cool. It's cool. How many episodes from the end are you? Oh, God. Uh, they've Spock still got his beard. Is that a marker? No, <laughs> no, not really. Does he really. never shave? <laughs> not uh, really. They've gotten I'm not going to say he never shaves, but. They got a hold of Spock. Um, and they're on the way to one of the red bursts. Yeah, I mean, and they've started tying in the Red Angel and all that stuff. Okay. Um. So it's I. I mean, you know, it's it's funny because it's it's cool stuff. I understand some of the hardball, you know, they're not doing, you know, because there there is a lot of stuff that it's like if you put this all in canon. Right. Well, the technology, the technology. Well, the technology and all the the shit going on with Spock. Yeah. There's plenty here. You're just like, uh, but at the same, it's 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 good. I think they're good stories. I think they're good characters, and I'm I'm enjoying it. So I'm really relying heavily on my. This is just another space opera, and enjoy yourself. I think they're being very careful to be respectful of canon. I I really do. Respectful, but at the same time, there's still shit going on. That uh, Matt isn't getting a chance to talk about. No, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, it's now I know what it's like to be Jeff. On the show. <laughs> 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 yeah, but no, because the the holographic communication. I think the Defiant was the first ship, the test ship, in Deep Space Nine to have that, and that's what a uh, hundred years later, right? Or right, hundred and fifty years later. I know, and you know, it's it's difficult. Uh, I I kind of wish they wouldn't give in to the, to the 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 cool impulse. I guess I call it, where it's just like this is this, let's do this because we can do the effects, and it's like, but they didn't have this, and you know, but oh, but see, that's that's the hard thing is because it's like, did they or did they explicitly say they don't have this, or did we just not see it on the screen and we assume they didn't have this because where we are technologically now, there's no way they could have seen in the '60s. There's well, sure. no way they could have seen the fact that we well, sure. would have multifunction touchscreens that would sure. completely replace keyboards in some cases, and yeah, and just you know things well, like we well, we have actual holograms where, where it begins where that logic begins yeah. to fall apart is almost every Star Trek series tends to be about the premiership of the fleet, right? So what you're seeing on that ship is usually state of the art for that right. particular era. Um, and and so you know when well, you compare no. when you compare discovery to a constitution class, yeah. you got to sit there and be like, "Wow!" But to be fair, they never said gummy that bear buttons. The Enterprise was the top of the line. 
in its era because the ship was already 20 plus years old when Kirk took command. So it had had its share of upgrades, but it wasn't the end all be all they of Starfleet. They kind of mentioned it being the flagship of the. It is the flagship, but at that, well, not actually, no, they never mentioned it as the flagship no. of the original no, series. No, you know what? You because know. it's just one of many Constitution class starships right. that are out on the five year mil- yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the Carnival Imagination cruise ship. Yeah, it's a nice cruise ship, but they've made better ones since. It you, want, you want to know who was flying the best one of that era? It was Sulu, <laughs> the Excelsior. Excelsior class. Uh, oh, yeah. now you're talking movies. No, I know, but... <laughs> Fuck the movies. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <No>. Whoa. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that, was right. the next, that was the next ship. I, I'm going to segue into Banana Splats. Yay. Uh, Yay. Celestia's pictures that she posted. Or you posted? No, she posted. Who posted? The pictures in the caves. You got Bro, that we searing both, we both white them. laser beam of light coming yeah. down. That one shot. I love that picture, yeah. and that that it's just it. It's like Sulu's burning a hole through the cave roof. Sure. To, oh know, my! Get the transporter beam in there to get you out of there or something. That's about okay. two and a half hours out of town. It's, it's it's relatively easy to get to. It's he had one before where he's standing under it yeah. that he showed us that made look like he's got a transporter beam on yeah. him, and then this one that, that's on there now is the one that's just. He's got his arm sticking through. Yeah. yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's just really cool. It's very, very cool. So yep. I just wanted to shout out to that because that was, that is actually very. Uh, well, and then another banana splat is Elizabeth White, who uh, we met at the Money and Fandom oh, Bar the other right. night. That's right. That's right. I was so sad to miss that meeting. Yeah. Dude, you would have liked it. The bar was practically empty. Ah, it was quiet. You could talk. It was yeah. crazy. You didn't have to scream. Yeah. We actually could communicate. We discovered what drink Kirsten doesn't like. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. what'd you get that you hated? Uh, the BB... The BB-8? No, it was, no. The, it was the group we tossed. I think. Oh, no, the it was, it was, whatever golden it was chocolate. Oh, it was the, go, the golden ticket. That golden was ticket. Yeah. It's a chocolate-based one that looks good on paper, but uh, it's... Chocolate drinks never... Well, alcohol chocolate actually, drinks. I don't mind too much chocolate alcohol stuff, but this one... Is watery. very watery. It's ah. like a water. It's like somebody took a milkshake and poured some water in there. They should have called it like water for chocolate. Yeah, because it it it's the texture. The taste is kind of okay, but the texture. And I'm trying to remember what the hell I got that we did like. Uh, you got the uh, the um. Yeah, this is great. Not coming to me. Great <laughs> radio. Great Not podcast. Compelling podcast. Yeah. There's, there's, right. It was served in, it, it, it's one of those that Tankered. the tradition is to serve it in the copper. Oh, so it's a variation of a mule. Yes. That's what it was, was some kind of mule. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> really, guys? Really? Yeah. yeah. The, the, drink mule. Gonna, the drink you can find all over <laughs> yeah, Las Vegas. Really you can find everywhere, <laughs> anywhere you want. <laughs> I was just going through the menu. Okay. And um, you picked the mule? Really? I, I it's had good. one before. You know what? You've never had a mule? Mules no. are great. And first I Bullshit. Well, and I didn't. And I started <laughs> off with a dragon's milk, so, you know. Okay. <laughs> dragon's milk uh, does not. I uh, want someone right. totally. Okay. That one. Well, I have two banana splats this week. They both go out to Jake Godbold. Oh, good. Oh, one, Godbold him. One for bringing up last week, tonight's, this new episode, because apparently... There's not her involved, and I need to be warned of that sort of shit. Oh. So thank you, Jake. And also him posting on Easter, he is risen with a picture of Gage from Pet Cemetery. So thank you for both of that. Nice. That's true. 
And also a reminder that the Rick and Morty versus D&D graphic novel is the Geek Shock book club book for this month. Discussions have already begun on the Facebook page. And as of today, we also open up nominations for the book for May. And there's already some good ones up there. But if you got something to nominate, go ahead and throw it up there. That'll probably be coming down here in about four days. All right. Cool. Let's. You know what? There's news. We should do the, should we should do the do, mail before we you do, do the news. We should, what, what mail? This mail. I, I, what mail? What's what? What'd you bring? What's this? This is mail from from one of our chalk monkeys. A physical mail. Physical mail. Here's physical the letter. Mail. I, I've physical already read mail. it, and that's not my fault. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somehow I think it is, but all right. <laughs> totally not my fault. Okay. So, so here a letter. Cold reading. At the top it says uh, Kiwi Studios. Mm-hmm. This is the letterhead. It says, "Dear you bastards." <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. I, I already love how this begins. How dare you toy with a girl's emotions like that? Yeah. One of the highlights of my week is if I get name-checked on the show. Yes, I spend a lot of time alone. It's right up there with telling Kirsten the pictures he posts are photoshopped. I wonder who this is from. <laughs> <laughs> then this happened on episode 42. Todd, John Hastings, me thinking, ooh, what about me? Hmm. Todd, sent us some cookies. Me, thinking confusedly, huh? I did what now? Conversation goes on about awesome cookies in a delightful book hidden in the Girl Scout cookies box. Then Kirsten, Thomas Bailey. Todd, sorry, yes, Thomas Bailey. <laughs> the, the, the whole sequence still haunts my nightmares. I just want to editorialize there for just real quick. Oh, that was great. I apologize to both Thomas Bailey and Mr. Hastings. Uh, so now, I'm the jerk who didn't say <laughs> That's all we need to do, huh? Uh, just start naming people? And, uh, okay, all right. I'm the jerk who didn't send you cookies and books hidden in cookie boxes. <laughs> Well, to teach you a lesson, goddamn! I got out my scribbling implements and lasers and made what you'll find in the enclosed Paw Patrol mac and cheese box because who has Girl Scout cookies left at this time of year? Uh, if only Andy had been there to instantly fact check y'all and save me the confused heartache of incorrect name droppage and what? bring you comedy gold, of course. I hope you like them and feel free to stick them where applicable. Yours... The John Bean Hastings. All right, I handed the box to Maple Leaf. That says John Bean, not Thomas Bailey, although he seems like a kind and generous fellow, Hastings. <laughs> P.S. I just realized that giving you things for making mistakes may not be the lesson I intended to teach. Oh, no, no, it's good. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah, really. And P.P.S. At least, hopefully, I get to hear my name correctly used on the show. Again, I spend a lot of time alone. <laughs> So in the Kraft macaroni and cheese box with the, with the mice on the front. Yeah. Paw Patrol. It, it, Paw did you Patrol. open it, Andy? I did not look inside. Oh, I dear. Because okay. that was smashed oh, into was. the mailbox. This, so this I'm is like, a little. I'm hoping it survived. A little crinkly whatever on the outside. Yeah. So Matt is opening it right now, slowly, gingerly, gingerly, surgically, like a nurse. Pun very much intended. <laughs> and any any day now. And he also put his mic on the table so we hear a nice hum underneath mm. everything. So please describe to the oh listeners what my. what's in the box. Uh I think, all the same. I think uh 
I think Andy might have might have lost his job. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, that's oh, nice. Oh my God, they are. Is that a magnet? Yes. It's a magnet. That is a geek oh, shock. Is it magnet? Yeah. That's gorgeous. My that's... God, scribbling influence and, maser, and lasers and masers. Uh, this uh, is what happens when you take too long to design the new <laughs> logo, Andy. <laughs> this brought this is you glorious. piss off Bean and boom. You're out of so, a job. So, Andy, I, I need you to take a picture of this and post it on the layer. Sure. Because describing it will yeah. not do it justice. Thank yeah. you. So I want to thank you very much, Thomas Bailey, for sending us these, uh, <laughs> these magnets. <laughs> That, that you know what? Very, very kind of you. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you're done. These yeah. are good. These are good. I know. That Thomas Bailey's a talented guy. He is. Thank God, man. We so, have such talented listeners. I know. And generous. Yeah. Very generous. Nice. Very. So, Problem is, there's only four. So thank you, John. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, guess who showed up late? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, 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 guess who's holding one right now? Oh. So for my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, this one's doubled up. Oh, incredibly mind. amazing. <laughs> incredibly <laughs> generous. <laughs> and if I, sp- I may speak to uh, Mr. Bailey, I have started your Wheel of Time book. It has officially begun as of today. I can't say it's going to be a fast read, but I have started reading it. So thank you for that curse. Wow, this is incredible, isn't it? My, yeah, it's nice. My God, uh, if if you if you couldn't if you didn't look at it on the back side, you would never know this was wood. That's just impressive. It is. I want one of those lasers he's got now. <laughs> is that? I, I wonder if it's uh, for Micah or something or no? It's definitely no, no. Uh, it's from from John. Oh, no, no, it's for us. Oh, I'm glad it's for us. That's good. Not for Micah, no. Yeah, fuck Micah. Well, what's the white surface made of? Come. Oh. Dude, you don't oh give a god. shit about! Oh my god! <laughs> All ye faithful. <laughs> Fox's long-developing cinematic Mouse Guard project has been axed by Disney, which recently acquired 20th Century Fox's entertainment properties in one of the biggest and most expensive business mergers in history. The film which was to be produced by the Batman's Matt Reeves and directed by the Maze Runner's Wes Ball, was only two weeks away from kicking off principal photography. Oh, fuck. With an A-list collection of actors uh, before its cancellation, uh, Mouse Guard had attracted uh, Idris Elba and Andy Serkis, among others. According to The Hollywood Reporter, some sources state that Disney believed a movie that required animals to be brought to life via motion capture CGI was too similar to its own projects like Jon Favreau's Lion King remake, which opens this July. Another explanation is that the House of Mouse does not want to devote larger budgets to Fox films any longer, uh, subtly nudging them out of the high-end blockbuster game. Mouse Guard reportedly had a production budget (laughs) of around $170 million. Wow. Aside from James Cameron's Avatar, the newly purchased studio will allegedly be focusing on smaller family-friendly creations, as well as PG-13 and R-rated offerings, e.g. Deadpool. Uh, Described as Game of Thrones but with mice, Mouse Guard was created by David Peterson and is the recipient of two Eisner Awards. Though the project is dead at Fox, the creative team is reportedly being allowed to shop the film around to other studios. Well, that's nice. Right? Potential targets mentioned include Netflix and Paramount. And there's apparently interest out there to get it off the ground. I'm so, assuming this is supposed to be animated, or I, I'm, I'm guessing it's not people in mouse costumes. So I'm gonna say yes. Let's hope so. Yeah, 
Because 170 million for people in mouse costumes seems like crazy. <laughs> well, Idris Elba is an expensive actor. Ah, yeah, well, he is. That, uh, Andy Circus as well. Yeah, right. Cinematic so insight. Between by those Andy. two, that leaves yeah, you 20 know, million dollars right. to get this done. So you're going to have right. to corman it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 an it's an extraordinary project and. Uh, two weeks before they're about to start, that's that, ouch. There's a, there's a lot of people who suddenly don't have a job. Yeah, who suddenly don't have work. God, yeah. yeah, especially if you're two weeks away from principal photography, amount the amount of money they spent on pre-production, that's got to be insane. Sure, they've yeah. already w- been working on the CGI action elements. Because you said about a hundred, you said 170 million, right? That's, that's the budget. So give or take 10 to 15 percent of your budget is pre-production. That's not insignificant. That's a, not yeah, that is not an insignificant amount of money that they've spent so far. That's that's Jesus. like seventeen million dollars. Yes, Andy, yeah. we can do the math. <laughs> Accounting with Andy. So, um, <laughs> the book is gorgeous. Yeah. Um, in fact, yeah, and I know for a fact they definitely one one year the their free comic book day book was a mouse guard hardcover. Oh, damn. Yeah. Hardcover, yeah. A little, only you know, it was a relatively short hardcover. Sure, still a hardcover for free. That's that's expensive. Yeah, it's just weird. Disney now owns Star Wars outright. Yes, and Aliens, with never Ooh. having to pay anybody else for anything Star Wars related ever again. Nope, that's just crazy. Maybe we will finally get the completely unaltered version of the original trilogy. Maybe. That, that's the reason I supported this merger. Sure. <laughs> what's, the, what's the name I of that mean, who corporation knows? in Aliens Universe? Uh, Wayland Yutani. It's going to be Disney Amazon. Yeah. Oh. Disney yes. Amazon. Yes, it well, is. what's interesting is yeah. Disney just bought a huge stake in Hulu. In stakes. <laughs> because they, they, they acquired Trump Fox's stakes. stake in it, and then they bought um, AT&T's stake in Hulu. So now it's Hulu and Comcast that own the majority of the shares, but Comcast only owns like 30%, so Disney's got to own like around 60%. That's crazy. I mean, especially considering that they're saying they're going to put more content into Hulu. It's like, how many streaming services does Disney need? All of them. All of them? They want all of them. Disney XD, Disney DX, um, Disney... The Dick Disney Extra? Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Dick Disney Extreme. Marvel. Disney, Disney Marvel and then Disney Marvel Breakaway. And they'll have Disney Star Wars and Disney Anime. Dis- yeah, whatever. Although I, I, like I want to see the Aliens versus the Stormtroopers thing. Now that now they own Aliens and Star Wars, I want to see the Aliens in the Star Wars universe. It won't work because it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So there won't be any crossover. And Waylon Yutani's future, man. Yeah. But the aliens could have like been from a long time ago. The aliens just didn't bother. Oh, it's already perfect. Double boom. Well, I, I don't like know. sharks. Well, maybe the quote unquote engineers came from their galaxy to our galaxy. Is that what you're trying to yeah, say? Yeah, they still haven't fin- finished the Prometheus story, so we don't know how all right. this begins yet. Oh my god! <laughs> and they never will. I don't yeah, they think. never will. That was the dumbest. Ugh. Sorry. That, that movie left such a bad taste in my mouth. Prometheus. Uh, uh, you keep saying it's all right, but I'm it's like, I, right. I got through it. And I was like, I am really not liking this movie, especially when, then when it rolls into um, uh, Alien Covenant because they bring back a lot of the elements from. That was a better movie. Covenant? Yes. Uh, if you say so. Yeah. Alien Covenant <laughs> is about building up 
the bad guy. And that is a beautiful Frankenstein bad guy. I love that in the future they don't realize that you just run this way when the ship you have to run the length of the whole thing and then get crushed. Yeah, Prometheus. That, that's that I think is the ultimate <laughs> issue that a lot of people have with Prometheus is there were some really bad decisions. You know what? <laughs> you know what's ironic? It's so funny. You're bringing that up. We were actually taught that as kids growing up in Kansas because you know they have the the tree the falling, grains yeah. no the grain silos. Those things are huge and heavy, and they said if one of these ever starts to topple over, which apparently happens more often than you would believe, you're Every supposed Thursday. to you're Another supposed to run to ninety degrees. Country. They no, I'm I'm dead serious. They taught us this when we were kids. Like you're supposed to run ninety degrees to way you know left or right to where the the silo is falling. So you don't run straight from it. You run to the side of it. They had to teach I you got guys that. that. I got that with yeah. trees. Well, when Jeff. you're young kids, you don't. Think Jeff, about stuff like that. In the future, there aren't grain silos, so no one's teaching that anymore. That's no, it. they're missile silos. Mm. You don't worry about those falling over. Oh, okay. They're underground. You think they are? No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't give a shit about oh. the grain silos. Ah! The That's right. <laughs> I missed it the first. Yeah, one. you did. No. <laughs> <laughs> Keep reading your phone, Andy. I'm putting in the video. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. right. a, whenever I lose he's, track of the show, it's because I'm putting in the video. Guy, geek shock. He's our Which, savvy social you know, media. Maybe you could do later since they don't I see do it the show. during the show so they know we're doing the show. God. This late God. at night. God. This late at night, somebody's sitting there patiently awaiting for your Man, getting ready for work. That's right. Do you know our demographic? They don't sleep. Jeff, we are worldwide. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> before we started Worldwide. recording this late, I would have said, yes, they're patiently awaiting every one of your videos. But now I'm thinking they probably don't watch them oh, the yeah? next day. Oh, yeah? Really? Well, you just sit there for a minute, Buster. Yeah. As I open up my Shock Monkeys layer where I just put oh. up our picture All right. a few minutes ago. And, and I got to press refresh. And, and I'm saying, gonna say how, how, many, how many views, pod. how many comments? Likes by see. Professor Biggs. Uh, and uh, maybe uh, Mandy because of the time difference. Uh, three people. Oh, right. an what? important big three. time. What? Yes, we're big time now. We got we move it, over. Joe well, Rogan you called podcast. it. Put you called right it. Professor Biggs, <laughs> Renee, Jake. God bless Jake. I mean, God bold Jake. God bold his heart. It done, and uh, and Sam. It done been brought. That's right. Well, Sam also because of the time difference. Yeah, that's, that's what right. I said yeah, and Renee gave us a heart. See, that's because Renee's sweet. I didn't even realize you took a picture. I wasn't even looking. God, really? Dude, I got... Yes, you... No, you were looking. Oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Goldfish Matt over here. It's been a long day. I see sleep in your Wow. <laughs> Goldfish Matt. That's, that's good. <laughs> that is good. I like that. What do I like again? Maybe <laughs> 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 don't give a shit about... <laughs> DC Universe, a Swamp Thing series, has an uncertain oh. future. Uh, what would be the third original show for the streaming service uh, alongside Titans and Doom Patrol has stopped production early in order for its creative team to trim the story by three episodes. <laughs> trim? Because it's a swamp thing. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> the show <laughs> trims no, a swamp. No, I, 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 I get it. I'm just wondering what they're trimming. <laughs> the show will no longer have a 13-episode first season, but now consists... Swamp Thing crawls out and he goes, Oh, no. 
Rodriguez's landscaping company. And this goes back into the swamp. That's a, that's an enemy, right? Of swamp thing. Okay. No, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, thank you. And, right. and then and then one Cajun turns to the other. Listen to that racist, well, Rodriguez. We're Cajun, man. Oh. I don't have a Cajun accent. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we're back to Rodriguez. Just, just, do, your, just do your best gambit. There you go. Uh, yeah. oh. I guarantee we do not talk like that. I was just going to say that's... There. Yeah, that's where you got to go to. Is just, oh, was it boy. Justin what? Justin Wilson, the Justin cooking Wilson. Cajun. Oh, yeah. You I know? guarantee. Just in time for me to come You're going to like this a whole lot. I guarantee. I guarantee. Now it consists of Jeff's 10 episodes. Jeff's got the best Cajun accent in the room. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of watch, I watch a lot of NCS New Orleans. Oh, okay. That's the thing. This was attributed yes. to a creative decision. <laughs> The premiere date will remain May 31st. Swamp Thing has been filming in Wilmington, North Carolina since late last year. News of the shutdown was first reported by local media. Filming in Wilmington. <laughs> the filming stopped early with crew members reportedly caught off guard by the announcement. No, you shit. Yeah. Hey, wait, where's craft services going? What? The 10th episode... Uh, the 10th episode's production was supposed to wrap while writers and producers rewrite an ending, per the Wilmington Star News. The series is now mired in uncertainty. Mired. Now there's a swamp for you. Mired. <laughs> Thank because you. Thank you. It Stop mucking things up, Andy. Yeah. Since the writing team has to reshuffle the plot to make up for those three lost episodes, plenty of reshoots are expected so that the end product makes sense. So production is bogged down. According to local reports. Man, you... All right. <laughs> all you're doing That is, was good. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Come on. Come on, Matt. You got to give him that. All right. I got to give him that, <laughs> that one. Don't give me that one. Hey. There's so much hot gas coming from this know, side of the room. I know. Okay? But occasionally, you know... It well, lifts the balloon. Swamp breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, swamp gas. So much, so much hot gas coming from over this guy over here. Yeah. Uh, well, what was I going to say? And then everything swamp. got to... Uh, yeah. got to continue it. I don't know. Uh, uh, mosquitoes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm going to hydrofoil this right now with Weekend <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow. I like that. Hydrofoil this. He did that. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Share hunt. No, that is no. no, no. Your cage is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think he meant fan boats, but we'll let it slide. Fan boats doesn't work for that joke. I know. No, we do this for our fan boats. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> fan boat McFan boat face. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see you operating a fan boat. Just mm, yes, yeah. in a circle, in a circle, going around. <laughs> No, no, I'd tilt it up and try and hover. <laughs> going backwards. <laughs> How do I turn it? I don't... What's going... No, you know what would happen is like he'd be stopped somewhere in the middle of the swamp. Like a gator would be crawling into the thing. And just as about it was... A, just about at the time it was about to snap on Andy's leg, it, he would pull the throttle and go... And go flying off and the gator would go flying into the fan or something. So it would almost get him? Yes. Almost. You know who's been in a fan bo boat? John Bean Hastings. When he was on TV. Thomas Bailey was on TV? Yeah. No, he did uh, some, there was some, there was some cooking show thing where, or eating show where they, where they, eating show. I love eating show. That's what it was, basically. You, you wrote in and said, what would your, your favorite meal would be in your favorite place? And they chose banana, I think, but they chose bananas fosters in New Orleans. So they got, they, he and Terry got flown off New Orleans and 
they, they filmed the whole episode. Is episode. that why the TV's on Food Network all the time when I turn it on lately? Yeah, I'm looking for John Beans Hastings to show up on the, on the show. <laughs> John will fill us in. He'll tell us what I actually got wrong there. Most of it. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> I know I know. there's one bit where they made him fish, and he's like standing on the back of the boat, not liking fishing, and just looks at the camera and goes, I'm drowning worms. <laughs> What's yeah. the name of the show? I don't remember. It was like okay. 20, eating 20 show. years ago. Eating it's like 20 it's years eating ago. Show. Eating show. This week, we, 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. What, was John like five? Stay. Uh, yeah, I know. Points. Just throwing nice. him one out there. Yeah. Worm drowning. <laughs> Sony's PlayStation 5 will still take physical discs. It'll be backwards compatible, at least with the four, and will dramatically reduce load times, according to a new report. Uh-huh. Sony's Mark Cerny tells Wired that the PlayStation 5, not its official name, will support 4K televisions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Perhaps even 8K. And sport a solid state drive tailored specifically for gaming. One that's all but completely eliminated a 15-second loading time in fast travel tests for the PS4's Spider-Man, which certainly demonstrated for Wired on a developer build of the new console. He says the drive and its accompanying operating software being designed from the ground up to optimize next-generation gaming. Sony isn't yet showing off any PS5 box designs to hint at what the machine will look like, Uh, but Cerny says the new console won't be a digital-only device and that will still accept physical media, just like every PlayStation console has done since 1994. Wait, what did they do before that? Uh, Cartridges. (laughs) There there wasn't any PlayStation console Hello world, it's a game we are playing. The Cartridge Family. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's good. Thank you. Sony isn't in a hurry to tease a release time frame for the new console other than to confirm that there'll be no PS5 debut in 2019. Sony confirmed that it too wired that developers already have test versions of the console in their hands and hinted that some games coming near the end of the PS4's life cycle, like Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding, might end up simultaneously releasing for both consoles. Hmm. All right. Okay. Avengers Endgame arrives this weekend. Yeah, it does. Got my ticket already. Do you really? Yes. Speaking to Billy Billy at an event in Shanghai, Kevin Fige said that Marvel Feige. phase... Fige. No, it's Fige. He had it right. Thank Feige. you. Shut up. Fige. Fige. Said Feige. that Marvel's phase three will conclude with... Spider-Man Far From Home, not Avengers Endgame. What? Yeah. In reference to Far From Home, Fige says it's the end of the third phase. You're the first one I've told that to, unquote. Fige's comments may have cleared up some confusion around when phase three will end, but what does that mean for four? Speaking about the future of the MCU in an interview with Variety, Fige teased... Some of these films will feature characters that you already know. Some supporting characters will assume leading roles, while some new characters will be introduced. Fige added, The reward for all these films working is that we get to try to do it again and do it differently and learn from our mistakes and try something we haven't tried before. Marvel is looking Alpha to Flight. take... Uh, maybe. That'd be cool. I'd, I'd accept Alpha Flight. That'd be great. The little North Star and Puck, I'll take it. Far from home, July fifth. Okay. Marvel, Champions. Marvel is looking to take more risks. <laughs> nice and expand into obscure territory, as seen with the Eternals and Shang Chi. 
Uh, these films drive into lesser-known Marvel characters, likely provide Marvel with more room to play by introducing characters to audiences and storylines by which they're less familiar. These films are also important to help Fige keep his promise of diversifying the Marvel Universe, a promise he made after the release of Black Panther. Feige. Sorry? Feige. I think hmm? you what? sneezed there or something. What happened? Cough. Listen. Clearing your chest. Fige. Thank you. Dude, I heard him say it. So that uh, that definitely I didn't explains say why uh, Marvel was pretty upset about the uh, trailer for Far From Home being released so early oh. in, before uh, Avengers Endgame came out. Because, that makes sense. Because uh, apparently it references into a lot of the storyline for Endgame being kind of rehashed or, or rather uh, referenced in the trailers and they oh were my. not happy hmm. with Sony. Oops. That, yeah, that would make sense makes sense now that it, that's the wrap-up for Phase 3. I get it. Yeah, I, in fact, I'm, I'm glad for that. I don't think I want... If they're going to use Spider-Man Homecoming as kind of a denouement for Endgame, because mm-hmm. it makes me also wonder... I mean, Endgame's a three-hour movie. That's, that's yeah. been over, over and over three and over hours. Again, which means that... if That means it needs more denouement than that three hours is able to fit. Well, it's 173 characters. No, no, it's not Twitter. You can put more than that. It's a whole movie. Gene Wolfe. And we lost Gene Wolfe. One of the most most acclaimed science fiction and fantasy authors of his era passed away at the age of 87. Wolfe wrote more than 30 novels and was perhaps best known for The Book of the New Sun, a series of four tales that included Shadow of the Torture in 1980, all the way up to a Citadel of the Artark? Artark? I say Artark. Artark. Artark the Aardvark in 1983. The series set a million years in the future. That That is a... That's a jump. One million yep. years. It's like a... It's a, I mean, Warhammer's forty thousand in the future, yeah. and my brain's already broken. Well, it's a, it's a, it's literally a dying sun uh, story. Okay. The Earth, the 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 soul, the sun is dying, and so the story is, can what to what can they do to uh, save the planet? And it's very science fantasy so far in the fucking future. Like you build know, the, a Dyson sphere. The whole the whole magic and science thing. You know, I, I'm sorry. Uh, magic and technology being sufficiently advanced, it, it's totally like that, and and it's dying, decayed culture. No, just just slowly falling apart. There's one beautiful moment where he's describing the mountains in the the whole land that they're in, and every they've been rushmored. They get you know the leaders, the autarchs get carved into it. And this civilization is so old, every single mountain has faces. That is awesomely gross. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. He was an amazing prose stylist. Very, very lush language. It's, uh, it's extraordinary to read him because he really was an extraordinary, just, just in, uh, just in uh, his prose. It was huh. amazing. Uh, the series, set a million years in the future, followed the quest of Severian, a torturer who is expelled from his guild after showing compassion to one of his victims. 
The Book of the New Sun took place in a setting where science and magic were increasingly indistinguishable, as you said, which in turn blurred the line between sci-fi and fantasy in the novels themselves. A wolf even went to the trouble of writing the books as if they were translated into English from a yet-to-exist future language. Nice. That's an interesting touch. Uh, known for writing largely in first-person style and using unreliable narrators, Wolf has been hailed as not just a great science fiction writer, but one of the best and most overlooked American writers of the 20th century. Wow. Uh, as Kay mentioned, his prose was distinguished by its density and lyrical, uh, elusive nature, while Harlan Ellison called him one of the finest, most original writers in the world today. Born in New huh. York... In May 7th, 1931, Wolf attended college at Texas A&M, fought in the Korean War before settling initially into a career as an engineer. One of his accomplishments is in that job was helping to create the machine that is used to cook Pringles potato chips. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, you like that. Those are cooked, huh? He, <laughs> he retired to write full-time <sighs> in the 1980s. He uh, He's so good and so imaginative Actually, one of his uh, most popular short stories was called The Island of Dr. Death. And it's actually kind of a, it's a reference to pulp fiction and this kid's referencing uh, pulp fiction to like escape from an unpleasant life and everything. And he did an anthology of his short stories and he's so good, he actually did two other stories, The Death of Dr. Island and The Doctor of Death Island. Oh, wow. And all he did was play with a variation of the title and wrote completely compelling, interesting stories from that, which was just, that was something when I was younger and I, I was just like, that is so cool. Because he the, just, the, the stories aren't related. They're the, not the, related they at all. They shuffled the title. He just shuffled the title around and then went off of that concept. Nice. Yeah. And, you know, made it work. I'm, 45 and i still think that's really cool yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> he he was great he was great um uh god bless him wow also we lost uh kazuo koike koike that one is a tough one yeah. to pronounce a prolific japanese manga writer and artist known for his work on books like lone wolf and cub lady snowbird crying freeman and marvel's wolverine he passed away at the age of 82 uh, born in Akita, Japan in May of 1936, uh, Koike learned under Golgo 13 creator Te I should have... Why did I do this one? <laughs> Takao Saito before going on to create Lone Wolf and Cub with artist Goseki Kojima in the early 1970s. I had no problem with that yeah, one. That, that one rolled right off the tongue. The manga is a samurai story about an assassin and his young son looking for mercenary jobs and revenge. The comic became so popular and influential that it was adapted into multiple films, stage productions, and a television show. Beyond that, Koike also wrote Lady Snowblood, a manga that ran from 1972 to 73 and follows a woman seeking retribution for her murdered family. It was adapted for film in 1973 with Meiko Kaji in the starring role and is often cited as a major influence on Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill movies. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, I think Lucy Liu's character's death is is like a reference to Lady Snowblood. Wow! Oh, yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 like drawn from that. I own that whole Lone Wolf and Cub run. They they printed it up. They did a uh, American comic book size. They printed them up that way and with new um, Frank Miller covers. But then they reprinted the whole thing in. 
the original Japanese size, which is uh, uh, it's it's much smaller. It's it's like pocket. It's it's the size yeah. of a big little a little big book or whatever. Like, like, like the it, Tokyo Pops. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's amazing. But I have the how whole tiny run. those things are. But I have the whole run except for one book. Oh, <laughs> I get that one book so I can read the whole thing. Yeah. Is it one of those things like Wheel of Time where you didn't? You haven't read it yet because that you don't have it all? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Just that one piece. Yep. Careful. There's a Thomas Bailey oh, out there. Boy. Uh, I know John gap. Bean Hastings is going to send a package a and it's going to have a comic in it. I got to figure out which, which, which issue I'm missing. Oh. Sorry, John. The new lower-priced Xbox One S All Digital Edition has been announced. Ah, as opposed to the... The all-online version of the Xbox One looks identical to its Blu-ray-based sibling, save the absence of a disc slot. It matches the current console's one terabyte of disc, dra- disc drive space and 4K streaming capability. Clocking in at $249, the all-digital edition comes bundled with a standard controller and digital copies of Minecraft, Sea of Thieves, and Forza Horizon 3, and will be available beginning May 7th. I can feel a distant pain as if Paul screamed out somewhere about there not being a physical media. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it's a response to the facts that uh, there's fewer and fewer physical disc purchases of games and a massive increase of people buying them digitally. Mm-hmm. In fact, in some cases, pre-ordering them digitally so the day before they're "Quote unquote," officially released the full game downloads into your console, mm. and then the day you know midnight on the day that it's supposed to be released, you can suddenly play the game. So there is a certain amount of convenience to it. Sure, which Al- also doesn't hurt. You can't and, resell and al- them, and also a certain amount of risk because yeah. whatever you buy digitally can be taken away digitally. Yes, wasn't there so, a story about something like that happening just yeah, recently? Someone, um, uh, fucked up the NDA and they ended up taking a whole bunch of shit from them. Microsoft or it's, that's that's really nebulous. I don't who who did what? They streamed it on Twitch or something, and they were part of this NDA for this game. Okay. He was the only one streaming it, so he had like massive numbers. Uh, Microsoft or whatever company found out, and they ended up taking away that game plus some of the other catalogs that they also owned. So from an individual person. Yes. Okay. So okay, there's an example. What's ironic is that's kind of the, you know, the 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 genesis of the uh, Xbox One was they were forward thinking to people are going to want to download digitally, which is why they made it do the different things that it did, which, <laughs> interestingly enough, made it a uh, console that gamers didn't want to purchase initially because they're like, hey, this is this is bullshit, you know, these are. You know, I want to be able to play my games, and I want to be able to own my games physically, blah, 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 blah. I was one of those people. And they made a huge stink about it, which is why PS4 sales went through the roof, while Xbox One consoles were fairly stagnant for its first year or so. Well, the PlayStation 5 announcement that happened this week, yeah, they made big bones about the fact that, yes, this will have an optical drive in it. Right. So they're they're still standing behind that, and it makes me wonder what uh, Xbox has in the I think the there's I think they're still going to have a version that has you know the ability to read physical media because It'll quite cost frankly like 50 bucks more. Yeah, I mean I cuz quite frankly it makes sense for them right now 
with the amount of back catalog and the fact that they're offering backward compatibility for a lot of games. Um, but Microsoft, I think just as far as from a you know PR presence to at least have a version of the console that has a physical disk drive in it sure. so they don't run into that same issue. And here's how much of a hypocrite I am, uh-huh. is that... <laughs> I, I don't want to buy a console that doesn't have physical discs to uh-huh. it. That's how I prefer to play and buy my games. Sure, but I but my computer I do nothing but download digital stuff for it. Right. Period. Game wise, I, well, I, I haven't bought a game on disc for my computer in ten fifteen years. Well, apparently that was one of the inspirations for them thinking that way when Microsoft was developing the Xbox Xbox One was that well look at you know PC gamers are doing all these direct downloads they're not going to the store and buying the games anymore so that's going to happen to the consoles next apparently they were just about five years ahead of their time when they did it well i mean and the difference too is if there's all the mods and stuff you can do when you have it on your computer sure. which you can't do on any of the, the systems um really there's limited amount of mods that you can do on consoles it just depends on the game and it also depends on you know certain games you can mod if you you know, hack your game console, and then there are certain mods that you can do without hacking your console. Just depends on how much or effort you, you want to put into or it. Or you can be a dick like Bethesda, where the computer version you can mod all the hell all you like, but the console version you have to pay Bethesda for the honor to do so. Right. Fuck you, Bethesda. Mm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> my main concern is just the control aspect, because uh, they they can totally just reach in and and pluck something out if they don't want you to have it anymore. They can do that on your PC too though. Well, yeah. Right, that's why he likes physical media. Yeah, yeah, I'm not he's not defending the PC. But no, no, I'm not defending PC. I'm defend I'm the the whole digital download thing. It is convenient. Uh and I mean actually it makes sense. I mean so many of these games Right. Are you putting you're putting in the disc to download the game into your system anyway? But what I'm saying is even if you have the physical disc, they can lock you out of your own physical media disc. Right. Remotely even if you have it on your PC. But But if you're on a right. console, they can't. No, they can. They Not can do it. it 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 it's 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 platform agnostic. If they you, if, if they really want to lock you out of your game, they can. If you're not online, can they do it? If you're not online, no. But oh. in some cases, especially like with a lot of PC games, you can't even start up the game for the very first time right, right. until We're you're about until you're online. PC though. Well, but it's I mean, it's the same. It's the same console or PC. A lot of times you have to be online same, in that initial. It's the same companies that do yes. Both. Well, yeah, right. but I mean, uh, I understand that. But you can well. You I, would have mm. to essentially put the game in your computer and then you would have to air gap your computer right. from the internet right so, and the downside would be if there's any bugs that come in that game that you would need a patch for you right. wouldn't be able to download that patch right. and that's most so, of the games yes and, and so. you know exactly because there there was a game there's a game that i i downloaded uh on 360 that i recently stumbled across and i'm like oh oh what the hell uh, what did i try to do with this let me take a look at this and i Put it up, and it wasn't available anymore. And I'm like, I hope I didn't pay for this. I think this is one of the free with gold games. Mm. But I just, it's like, oh, this game is no longer supported. Whereas, whereas Duncan and I busted out Halo 3 mm-hmm. the other day. Just, yeah, popped the disc in and played Halo 3. So, 
I just, I'm, I mean, I know what you're saying, Jeff, but it, man, that level of control is just, I don't like it because it, it boils down to the whole, you don't own the game. You technically lease it yeah. or license it. Well, and it's just. That's, that's the argument. All the major entertainment companies, be it movie or video games, have made that argument for the last two decades. Like, yeah. You don't actually own it. You bought it. You own the disc that it's on, and that's it. They, yeah. You don't own anything else. The content they own. You don't Mark's own, you don't own the, the ones and zeros. You own the coaster it's on. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, and it's funny because I am a physical media Horror. purchaser. Oh. Well, that too. <laughs> I, I buy almost everything physically. I don't buy digital versions of movies because, you know, what's the point? But at the same time, I'm also painfully aware that there could be one day I could pop that movie into my Blu-ray player and it won't play because all your modern day Blu-ray players require an internet connection for most of their stuff, you know. So, anyway. All right. It's time for spoiler talk for Shazam. So if you have not seen Shazam and don't want to be spoiled, uh, this is the end of the podcast for you. Glad you tuned in. Join us when you have seen it. Uh, for now on, though, guys, talk to me about your unfettered feelings about Shazam. Actually, I quite liked it. I, I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was right up there with Aquaman as being one of the best of the the DC universe movies. <laughs> what Aquaman and Shazam? I know. What right? world are we living in? <laughs> Thank God, Wonder Woman's there too. Otherwise, I think it had all just collapsed into insanity. Yeah, because you consider that these are not the, the quote-unquote prime, yeah. yeah, the prime characters of, right, your, of yeah. that universe. But they, 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 it was good. It, it was, it was fun. Um, you know, there were some things about it that uh, bothered me a little. But I mean, Arda was a little slow. I didn't think it. Fe- yeah. I, it didn't uh, feel build slow up, to build me. up of the character type type thing. A little slow well, that way. Uh, I don't maybe. think it was unnecessarily slow. I think it's slow because you're. You're talking about a you know a 14 year old boy that acquires you know massive superhero powers and he's got to learn how to use them because he doesn't have any kind of guidebook. However, but his friends <laughs> at the yes. end do not. Right, they get their powers and they're like, oh, this is easy. Although that was that ar- was something. The argument I would say did they? Uh, am I correct that they only got one power each? It seemed like they only had one I, power each. Yeah. I got the impression that they, they, they had the spectrum, but they excelled at one of them because there was stuff going on where it's like, okay, how's he doing that without super strength, or how's he? But it, it, it seemed to convey that they got one power each, but it's just like, all right, so he can fly. What? Why is he doing all this other stuff? I was not versed in the current Marvel family stuff, so right. and this I, is really recent. And I was very much aware of Freddie and Mary, and I was like, well, "Who are all these other kids? What are they right. gonna, what's going to happen to these poor guys when these two get their powers?" Yeah. And oh, and I and I assumed also that they're waiting for the next movie for those that to come up. Sure. So that was a nice surprise when that happened. Sorry, guys, you, you didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, I, I I bought my ticket. I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. Um, I thought Zachary Levy was the perfect choice to play the adult form of Shazam. It was weird because um, Kirsten pointed out that he's Fandral in uh, yes. the Thor movies. I'm like, I just don't see him. I went back and watched him and I'm like, I don't see him. And well, because he wasn't it. the first person to play Fandral. He was the second. He was there originally their first choice. 
he was going to be in that, but uh, scheduling conflicts, he couldn't play it. So in that first Thor movie, he's not Fandral, but in the subsequent ones, up to and including uh, Ragnarok, where he gets killed like instantly, snapped away. Yep. Yeah. Well, no, punked. no, in Ragnarok, I know he gets speared away or, yeah. or whatever. He got punked. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, I, I, a lot of people complain about the way the suit looks on him, and it's like, get over it. It's gonna look weird. It's you know, it looked a little weird. A magical. But I, I I got I got I got into it. I was yep. okay. I was um, fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought Levy does a really good job of playing that you know kid in an adult's body because let's face it, he's a huge geek like a lot of us, and you know. Some people don't always think we're grown-ups because of I gotta how admit, we act. Most of my complaints about the movie come from watching uh, the um, uh, um, pitch meeting. I'm like, oh, oh shit, that's yeah. valid. Oh, shit, that's valid, too. <laughs> oh, it's funny, though. That's pitch why you can't well, watch it, that before you go into the film. I don't. That's the oh, nice okay. thing about pitch meeting is there's an example of you can criticize and not be a complete douchebag about it. Right. And it, and and he brings up he brings up some interesting points like the the friends at the end understanding the power so well. And the point I was going to bring up is that uh, the adult Shazam and the kid Shazam are not played like they're the same person. No, no, and they touch on that because uh, there's one point when Freddie actually says, "You know, when you're th- like this," and he's talking to Shazam, "You're mm-hmm. not, you're not a dick." But it's it's still an extreme difference. Mm-hmm. It uh, um, I don't I don't know. I have no problem believing the kid who plays the kid is a kid, and I have no problem being believing that the guy who's playing Shazam is yes. a kid in an adult's body. Yes, just they don't quite match up. It doesn't seem like that kid in an adult's body. Right. Ah. Yeah. But they're both actors are great. They just yeah. don't match yeah. up. Yeah. 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 In fact, the, uh, the kid version of Shazam is going to be at uh, Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Oh, cool. Coming up in June. He was very good. Yeah. He did a good Absolutely. job because, I mean, his his role, they, they gave him a little weight. He's they got, gave, right. he's got a more him. complex role than, than Levy has. Yeah. 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 But Levy was... Fun. So much fun. It was... Yeah, he was more interesting because he was fun. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes they push so hard on the fucking... Uh, the, the fucking you gotta have something internal going on that they kind of lose you kind of lose sight of things and I, I mean just Levy trying to figure out what his powers are what what he's doing and stuff is mm-hmm. uh, was really was was more interesting yeah. seeing the, him deal with Mary the reveal on his on uh, his mother uh, was was just wow brutal. yeah yeah that was downright heartbreaking yeah, that it was. was yeah um i don't even fucking know what to say yeah, yeah. it was just like oh god yeah that's so real and so awful and mm-hmm. damn i mean uh, I, i've i've heard horror stories from people who are adopted that have met their birth parents and that was way worse than any of the stories i'd heard and i was just like god oh. damn that's just it's a bold choice, though. It was, yeah, for, absolutely. Yeah. For a movie that's supposed to be kid-friendly. Because mm-hmm. I was waiting for how they're going to weasel out of that. And, yeah. Yeah, and nope, they don't weasel yeah. out at all. No, they did not. That, <laughs> I mean... Did not give a fuck. Nope. <sighs> uh, yeah, heartbreaking. The... What? 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 No, there was something else that bothered me, and, and I can't fucking touch... I don't... 
I, I think I gotta uh, write this shit. It's down. weird. It's weird. Really given, do. It's weird <laughs> giving Sylvana all those powers. That was a an odd choice. That was a weird one because yeah, he's supposed to be the the pulp mad scientist in the comics. He's a pulpy mad scientist, and here he's he's well, he's like the said, vessel he, for the seven deadly yeah, sins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, you've got uh, Sabak and Ibis, I believe, are the two. Uh, uh, kind of like that, where they get their powers. They're not Black Adam, who gets right. his powers from the same source as Shazam. Sure, but they're they're acronymic acronymic uh, heroes who get powers from evil dudes. Okay, and and Sylvana actually kind of went that route. Mm. So, but but although in, probably not in the sequel. In the sequel, will probably just be back to well. The sequel is supposed to be. A Black Adam film, because right. uh, according to The Rock, because he's you saw he was, uh, Dwayne Johnson was a producer on this. He mm-hmm. said originally they were going to do one film with Shazam and Black Adam, and then they re- he said they realized that they really needed two separate films because you can't just rush into introducing doing an origin story on Shazam and then also rush into doing in that same film a origin story on Black Adam. Because you would have a three-hour movie that would be well, they they did that well, if you're way do, too compressed. If you're going to do an in-depth origin story, yeah. So obviously they're giving because they certainly give a they certainly match to an origin for sure. for Savannah yeah. and then well, I mean, he's I a minor character compared to Black well, Adam. Well, yeah, but well, yeah, but I mean, it, it's obvious they're going to be giving the Rock a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's obviously where that's coming from, and it's uh, frankly a good choice because if they if they worked really hard to put him into this one, yeah, the 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 two it would have felt too shoehorned. I yeah, think. and it would have been even e- even if it didn't go three hours, it would have felt like a long. But movie. the the ending of the movie, the the post credit scene. Oh well, anybody, anybody listening is not going to care about this, but there's there's two post credit scenes. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, the po- the the post credit scene that shows Silvana. Certainly implies it'll be in the next movie. Maybe he's in the. Maybe they're saving him maybe for the third another, movie. Well, there's know. another movie. Well, I, I and I and I'm I feel like a bad DC fan right now because I can't remember the name of the uh, the uh, Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that the, was awesome. The it's, self-aware I, uh, caterpillar. I was like, uh, how in the heck? and then. And it didn't look goofy because no. I always thought he was goofy in the comic. Well, I always thought Mister Mind was just like really fucking goofy. And and but there was a goofy streak in the old Fawcett comics. Well, yeah, sure, yeah. that's true. I mean, uh, Tawny, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, the way they handled that, I actually I like. Oh, I I want to see I want to see the Mister Mind movie because mm-hmm. that actually looked like a very cool uh, villain, whatever mm-hmm. that's going to be. I watched um, parts of Caterpillar is uh, a villain. Yeah, self-aware. Yes, self-aware Caterpillar is a villain. Look oh, it yeah. up, Mister Mind. Mister Mind. It's, yeah. it's bizarre, Mister Mind. He has a little. He has a little voice box. Yeah, it translates uh, that, that his hangs thoughts around his neck, and okay. so he can speak. He's just and, one long neck, though. And yeah, and the way they the way they uh, the way they handle it in the movie is mm. just like. Oh boy, that's gonna be. So I, I went back and watched um, Sherlock uh, right. this week, right? Uh, with uh, Mark Strong as a villain in that, mm-hmm. and he's. I mean, I mean, that's the first place I remember seeing him. Yeah, John Carter and, as well. Was he in John Carter? He's a yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw that. Well, actually, I actually saw. And he's it. also in both Kingsman films too. Exactly. Yeah, and he's a so, he's a he's, good he's, guy in the yeah, Kingsman movies. So he, it's it, yeah. I was just gonna bring that up. It's like he does a really good job of playing a villain, and a really good job of playing one yeah. of the heroic. Characters. I like him. It's just fun to watch and yeah. everything. He, he definitely eats up the scenery. But he's just yes. fun to watch and everything I've seen him in. Yeah. Well, do you think it's that he eats up the scenery or that he's just so good that he draws your attention to that character sure. more than any you of the other characters? You definitely focus on him when he's on the screen. It's okay. like it's like John Lithgow. I would watch yes. anything with John Lithgow in it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um I I didn't have a lot of the problems that these guys had, but maybe it was just because I was just so drawn into the film that I was enjoying the ride. Oh, I didn't have one. I was watching it. It was a. It it's, was on it's all post for reflection. Yeah. The uh, Hitchcock uh, refrigerator test. Hours later, Andy's in front of the refrigerator to get a snack. Oh, god damn it! That, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. But uh, I thought the it's not entire- as bad as the uh, the uh, the uh, Karate Kid, where the whole thing uh, revolves around him not being able to kick him in the head and winning by kicking him in the head. Huh? huh? In Karate Kid, uh-huh. there's okay. a big rule about you can't kick, you can't kick above the waist, or you can't, and, and and that's how he wins is by kicking a guy in the head. You, there's uh, in, in the final battle, in the big final battle with Johnny. When is when is that rule stated? They say it. In the, it's it's stated. It's clearly stated. You can't kick above. You, they say the rules. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And then there's like a plot point where he, where Johnny kicks him in the head and he gets yelled at for it. And then friggin' Karate Kid wins by kicking him in the head when the, from the crane kick. So you can only kick people like in the, the knee? You can only kick no, the like... like the, I, I want to know down. how we got to Karate Kid from Because the, we're talking about plot points that, like, that makes it no sense. So that okay. The Karate Kid completely falls apart with that plot point. The end of it. All right. Come on, Jeff. It's Andy. Yeah. Well, why, it's my why job even, is to go off on tangents. Why are you even so wondering listen, listen, how we got just, there? He just swept the leg of that story. That's right. <laughs> okay? Sweep That's what leg. he did. Sweep yeah. the leg. No, you swept it. Now Sweep I want to watch the leg. Well, just that last. Sweep uh, the leg. Um, I do have to say I really thought that was a, in addition to the you know what we were saying about the meeting of the mother. I thought it was a bold choice yeah. showing the the foster family. Foster was great. And being like, you know, it's not like, you know, they got taken to a foster home where everything is bright, shiny, and new and everything. Right. I mean, it's kind of a shithole. Yep. You know, that, that that point is brought up and but it's two loving former foster kids themselves who are just really wanting to give, you know, all these kids a second chance. They made, I, they did a great job of making me love that family. Yeah, it, yeah, they they're much more realistic than foster families that I've seen on screen before. I guess is what they what didn't I was make them saccharine sweet, and they yeah. didn't make them utter nightmares. Right. Uh, they made them people. But, yeah, and they they I think they played on it a bit because you were ready for the. I mean, just when you saw the the first time you see them, and the cameras like going through the window, and they're and they're smiling, and you're like, oh, here we go. And you're ready for it to be all, oh yeah, you well, take the, care, you know, and the and the one character, uh, I, I'm blanking on his name right now. He's just like, you have no idea. This isn't the re- this is what they really like. Yeah, Freddy. This is a night. Freddy. He's like, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. And you go, I'm just kidding, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're so serious. That yeah. character is so much fun. <clears throat> Freddy yeah, is yeah. is hilarious. Uh, and it took me a while. I kept sitting there watching him, going, I'm like, where have I seen this kid before? He was in it. 
He was oh. the he was the one that broke his arm in it. Oh. So Freddie has quite a few screen credits to his name. I looked him up mm-hmm. uh, before, which is why I can't remember why. I, I don't understand why I couldn't remember his name just now, but uh, he, uh, you know, it, it was the one that uh, was the most recent mm-hmm. um, screen credit that he had. But uh, I, I, li- don't know. I like the fact that, that uh, uh, Shazam takes forever to become a hero. Yes. He's, he is a... Uh, He's a kid being a yeah. with too much power for way too long. Right. He's not being evil with it. He's just being self-serving for so long. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially when he's like on the steps and doing the whole lightning thing. He's pandering. Yeah. I mean, the freaking guitar case is right there yeah. in front. Exactly. And people are, he's doing it to get money because yeah. what does a 14-year-old kid that doesn't have a job want? They yeah. want money so they can buy things. Yeah. And there's a 14-year-old kid in an adult's body. Yeah. Doing crazy tricks to get people to give him money, and mm-hmm. I thought that was that was pretty interesting choice. The, the fact that it was in Philly was fun for me because I, yes. I I lived there for a few months. And, Did you? And, uh, I lived there about five months, and uh, yeah, I've, I think I've told this before that this the the stairs he's doing that on this the yeah, stairs the that they filled the, off the art museum. Yeah. I on Sundays. That museum was open for free. You okay. ran up there, didn't you? And you jumped no, around, did the rocky the thing. thing. Yeah, I you, walked up yeah, those steps did. every Sunday. But I never once walked up those steps without somebody running by me doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, you're right. Philly is a really interesting choice of city for the film too, mm-hmm. because it's underutilized. It's well, and and they made no attempt to try to make it bright and shiny. I mean, they showed oh, it as looks dingy like and oh, dirty. It's, it's, a, and it's a gritty town, dude. It's very, <laughs> exactly, it's like very gritty. gritty. It's, it's actually not. a very different town from when I was there too. When I was there, there was a. a a law or a guideline or something, uh-huh. but you couldn't have a building that was taller than the top of William Penn's hat. Okay, which is this big the the big building in Millertown is the city hall. All right, and there's a statue of William Penn on the top, and you couldn't be taller than that. And I know there are skyscrapers around it now. They've they've changed that rule because even like in, in movies where, that are set in like L.A., you know, it's it's always bright, shiny L.A. and it's like mm-hmm. it's not the L.A. I've been to. It's mm-hmm. very dirty and gritty and dungeon, you know, dingy. Mm-hmm. Dungeon, so, you know, I, I, yeah, dungeony. I was gonna say dungeon I like LA. that. Dungeony L.A. I'm sure there's some dungeons in L.A. Yeah, only with their oh, mass yeah. transportation. Uh, but I I. I thought that was an interesting choice to to show a realistic version of of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I can't say enough good things about it. I yeah. thought it was fun. I thought it's something that you can take the whole family to. Um, there were a lot of kids that that were coming out of the movie prior to the showing that I saw because mine was at like seven o'clock. Um, I did get a little goodie bag though from. Uh, from the theater because it was a premiere weekend so i got some some swag unfortunately none of it's shazam swag it's all galaxy theater and and sony all of the other actors all of the other actors have played the he wanted you to know he had a gift no 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 i'm I'm, I'm, it's not jeff i'm like yeah good good job galaxy like welcome to our premiere here's stuff about us Mm. okay so they actually had a guy in the shazam costume presenting the, the thing the things well, which i thought that. was i thought that was cool and i was kind of expecting to get like you know because the the big Rooney. giveaway the final yeah. giveaway which That's was the guy in the seat but the same seat as i am but the row directly behind me so i was off by one row of getting the you almost the got it he had yeah exactly he got a he got a uh a backpack 
full of uh, it had like Shazam Funkos in it, and it had like other Shazam well, memorabilia posters and so forth, as well as like all the other Galaxy and Sony swag. Mm. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. This is the <laughs> Avengers Infinity War swag I got from Galaxy. Nice. Oh yeah, did they so, they just gave that away, or yeah. you had to buy that? No. So this is Captain Captain America, obviously, but they had Iron Man and Spider Man, I believe. Nice. How'd you get that? Uh, when I was up at the concession stands buying some popcorn. Nice. You're like, here you go. You don't offer me shit when I go buy popcorn. Yeah, you're not Canadian. Mm. And also, so, there's a brand new Galaxy Theater here in Las Vegas. Sure. That's yes. kind of the, the missing part ah, of all okay. this. So um, the other uh, adults playing the kids, mm-hmm. I thought were a lot of fun. Especially the one who was playing the, the little girl. Yes. So it, uh, Whose name escapes me. But yeah, she was, she, the adult playing the little girl in the adult's body was hilarious to me. Right. And they're all like actors that you've seen in other films yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. So that actually, Andy, that 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 brought up the one criticism because mm. uh, the wizard has been looking for someone pure of heart, and he like grabs Billy because he's you know pure of heart. But it really, they spent some time showing the little girl. As being really pure, I was just like, why didn't why didn't he grab her? Because she's really pure of heart. Yeah, I mean, my she totally Pollyanna. It, uh, you know, when he when he's brought into the foster home, it's like Billy, welcome, and she runs across and gives him a hug and everything. You know, she's that kind of person. So I'm yeah. like, my my oh. argument my argument for why that would happen is is twofold. She's a little broken still. I mean, she when when things don't go away, she sort of falls apart. Um, but also, I, I I think they're saying at this point that Shazam, the wizard, was just at the end of his rope. He had like like three minutes left, and he picked the nearest one that was close enough. I don't think Billy is the perfect candidate. I think he was just the closest well, one that would work. Yeah, but it, you know, but he he yeah I don't know. yeah. But I agree. I agree with you. She she was she's much more pure of heart than uh, yeah yeah yeah. I just I don't know. But I yeah. But I think yeah. She would yeah. She wasn't quite there yet wasn't there mentally probably yeah. wasn't old enough to because they seem to be picking a whole slew of 14 year old boys and girls <laughs> it, sounded, it just sounded really weird the way that it was said it just, I, just, I, just I love the, the whole show the chill that descends across the I was trying to process that I was like <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the right response to what he I'm, just I'm, said and what's your 14 year old girl <laughs> right to us oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. But what's your thoughts on Shazam? Yeah. Uh, write to us, comments at uglycowshow.com, or put it in underneath in the comments section at the Shock Bucky's Lair underneath this episode. And until next week, I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check, Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. So when we were driving to go meet the uh, Shock Monkeys at the Money Fandom Bar, yes. Kirsten pops in an 80s CD. Okay. And it plays a song that. I apparently never knew the the, the title of. Um, I always thought the chorus was "Carry a Laser, Carry a Laser down the road that I must follow." You're, cur- you're kidding? No, me. I'm not. And Carry so a Laser, was- you thought that was "Carry a Laser"? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and also, did you also find out what that means? Yes, I looked it up. Okay, I'll um, but. Uh, that that band's keyboardist was really religious. Yeah. Very Catholic. Also, 
there's a wine in there that I, there's a wine on, on top of the main wine that I missed. There's okay. another wine that I missed, and my wine is better. Oh, okay. There's uh, my body burns a gem like flame. That's stupid. I always heard it as my body burns a gin like flame, like a genie, like a fire demon. You're right. Yours is better. Yes. I thought Damn it was straight. It is jet like flame. Nope. And, and that's another line. fucking gem. That's another line. And frankly, carry a laser is better too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I knew so 